Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 290. And away we go. Everybody and welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host at Michael J. Putty, and let's see who's joining us today. It is me. Jeez, oh, your favorite actor, Mark Schwann, is back on Shot of Wrestling. What is up, Putty? Welcome back, buddy. How you been? Oh, I am doing well. I'm doing very well, Putty. I heard. Your episode last week. And I would hope so. With AJ Pan. Thank you, Mr. Pan, for filling in. Great job. Mm. Come back anytime. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Okay. There were, there were a lot of things that were said about me that I did not appreciate here. That I, I'm trying to be AJ Pan. That's what he says. That's his point of view. I, yeah. I have a certain degree of respect for him, of course. In the back, you know, we've, we've talked quite a bit. He's helped me out along the way. Respect in that regards. The man knows what he's doing. He's been in the industry for a very long time. I'd be a fool. I'd be a fool not to take notes from him. Yeah, great statement. Let's move on but, to the next topic. But, um, oh, here more. we go. But, 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 to say that I'm copying him, to say that I want to be him, I'm my own man. Mark Schwann is my own man. I have been your favorite actor for a very long time for people. He's He's... Your favorite agent, the governor, the the guiding light. He doesn't know what he wants to be. He keeps on going from one thing to one thing to one thing. I've been the same the whole damn time. And he wants to talk about BFT, Blonde Force Trauma, me being disrespectful to them. Listen, I gave them a lot of respect for giving them a platform being on the show. I talked them up. But, hey, at the end of the day, it's them versus my boys, East Coast Syndicate, at BCW Queen and North 3. So, of course... Of course, I got to talk about my boys. Of course, I have to believe in the fact that they're going to come out on top. And I know damn well what they're capable of and what they're looking to do. They are hungry. They are dangerous. And they're going to come out again, as I said before, hashtag and still tag team champions. And if AJ Pan has a problem with that, he could say it to my face. Wow. How long have you been planning that one? Oh, just now. No, well, that's well done. <laughs> Good job off the cuff. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, no problem with AJ said, but like you're picking the wrong things here. Like he called you garbage. He called you a like a loser. Like you're not you're not picking that that stuff. I feel more offended by that. Than of course he's going to say that about me. Of course he's going to say that about me because again, those are his insecurities coming out talking about someone as great, someone as good looking, someone as intelligent as me. Something AJ Pan probably wishes that he is, but he's not. So, of course, he's going to say stuff about me. I've been hearing garbage about me my whole life. But guess what? I'm still here. I'm still representing. And I'm still doing shit. Let's go. Most of that from this show. I apologize. Mark Schwann, we are in the middle of a uh, bomb cyclone. I should say we got, just got the end out of it. How are you doing the snow-wise? 
in your penthouse? I've been uh, cooped up here, man. I've been fine. I had food served over here. I have uh, my minions doing the... Of course you do. Do, Taking care of the snow. My dog has been having a nice-ass time out there. Have you ever shoveled the snow in your life? Um, Listen, no. Does it count as far as, like, you know, making... uh, No. No, No, it doesn't. No. Snow angels? I've done that. That's not shoveling. Wow. Curious question I saw online. Now, once this big snowstorm comes, I make sure I get enough food... Make sure my mother now has enough food, just in case, whatever. Now, someone posted online, is it rude to order delivery during a blizzard? So, I love that you asked that question because me and my wife had a little bit of a debate about that. So, my sister-in-law, she's uh, a newly uh, registered nurse right now, right? She's, oh, she's a nurse. She pay, yeah, no, she's got a job and everything good for her. But beforehand, for years... She has been uh, delivering pizzas. So I, I asked her, you know, it's like not for nothing. You know, don't you want this type of weather? Like you get big tips during this time, don't you yeah. think? Is it worth it? And she said, honestly, no, really not worth it. She said not as many orders come in the day of a blizzard. It's usually the day before when people go food shopping. They, they have the food ready to cook. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. When the storm comes, but they, they don't want to cook the, the night before. So she says it's not really worth it. See, I thought it was rude. Like, why am I going to make this poor pers- woman or man come in the blizzard just to give me food? So the person posted this on Instagram, and they posted a lot of answers they got. And surprisingly, most people think it's not rude, especially delivery people. They're like, I have to show up to work anyway. So instead of me sitting around on my ass doing nothing bored, let me go out make some money on these tips because most people, like you just said, tip, tip bigger during blizzards. Right. So people should be delivering, ordering delivery in the uh, blizzard. I'm like, make wow. sure you tip, but don't be oh, a dick. Yeah, please. Right. I'm like, that was, I, I never thought about that from their perspective before. I'm like, interesting. Now I'm like, huh, interesting. I still feel, like, yeah, I still feel know, weird I, doing it, but I don't think I'll do it in the future, but still, I, mean, I, 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 I tip th- nice anyway, but it's, I never, ever thought about it beforehand until like today uh, because I, dude, I used to just order food without giving a second thought during this weather mm-hmm. i guess i was a dick i don't know uh but like when i thought about it today i was like oh shit all right well that that's a point i guess i i have a feeling i'd still be ordering at some point <laughs> yeah probably but it was very interesting very like it totally changed my perspective on things it's funny how you had the same conversation but, you know i mean not for nothing i mean like anything can happen on a normal day when it's not snowing with a with a driver True. You know, I, I guess theoretically, any time you get into a car, I mean, you're you're putting your life on a line, so, in, in some degree. It, it, I guess it's it, it's more it's more likely in this type of scenario here. But I I don't know, man. See they vi- still do it. See that they viral video that went out this past week about the cop delivering food? No, I forgot what state or city it was in, but a, a police officer delivered food to a woman who ordered it via DoorDash oh, or Uber Eats, one of those delivery systems, and. She opened the door and she kind of shocked. And he was like, "You also is via that ring doorbell that she had." Yeah. He, was, he was laughing. I'm, I'm sure you're surprised to see me, but your delivery driver got arrested on the way to your delivery. So I want to make sure you get your food. So <laughs> no way. Anything, that's cool for the officer. Anything could happen, including him getting arrested. Right. Wow, that's funny. Kudos to the police officer, though, man. He didn't have to do that. That's not his job. No, above and beyond. I wonder if the food was cold, though. Probably. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, like, yeah. It takes a while to arrest right? somebody. It does. <laughs> Not that I know. Hopefully, she had Not like that I know salad or sit. <laughs> Hopefully, it was like a salad or like a cold sandwich or something. 
I don't think it was. It was like it looked like a burger, like something hot and juicy. Oh, no, that sucks. Oh, well. She could warm it up. Speaking of warming things up, let's see what was warming up on the online trend. That, that, uh, that segue didn't work. Uh, I should have thought that through more. This, I don't know. This, you know it's late when like, your, your transitions are this bad. <laughs> yeah, you're spot on, but um, I'm off. Oh, I'm off my, my game today because, you know, we're doing it Saturday, not Friday. We're doing it right after the Rumble, coming off the high from the Rumble. It is late. You know, it I, is late. I slept late today, so I didn't drink my energy drink, so my mind's not racing. So I apologize. Mea culpa. But uh, as we were talking about, Mark Schwann, what was trending this week? Yes. Yes. What was trending this week? Well, let's start off here with Jeff Hardy. According to Russell Pierce at Russell Pierce, John Laurinaitis called Jeff Hardy to get him back a few weeks ago, including an offer to put him in the 2022 Hall of Fame class. Hardy turned it down and asked for his drug test results because he knew he wasn't going to test positive for recreational drugs. That was an interesting thing here, man. Apparently here, some fans are talking about this. JD from uh, NY at JD from NY206. WWE management asking John Laurinaitis to call Jeff Hardy, begging him to come back, and even enticing the offer with putting Jeff Hardy in the 2022 Hall of Fame may be the most pathetic, embarrassing, and laughable story I've ever heard in months about the E. He said no with a clown face emoji there. Buddy, I mean... If the reports are true here about Jeff Hardy turning down the WWE, is this like the biggest snub for WWE? And like, what, what does it mean for Jeff Hardy? Is he going to be a persona non grata there? Is this it for him? He's never going to be in the Hall of Fame. Is this possible for him to go to AEW? What are your thoughts about this? It's funny to read that tweet because when I read this, I had a totally, totally different outlook on this thing. Oh, uh, interesting. Go on. I do not think they were begging him to come back. I don't think this was a begging, pathetic, groveling type scenario. I forgot what actor it was. I kind of want to say Tom Hanks. I'm not really confident on that, so don't quote me on that. It was some sort of award show, Golden Globes or the Oscars or something, and they were getting a Lifetime Achievement Award, okay, for all their work in the industry. Right. And they were on a talk show talking about it, talking it up, and they were like, I feel weird getting this. Usually when people get Lifetime Achievement Awards, it usually means their career's over. I got a lot left taking the tank left. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not going anywhere. I have a lot of more movies to produce. I got a lot of more movies to star in. So it feels weird for me to get this award at this age because my career's not over yet. So that's what I th- kind of think in this is like Jeff Hardy's thinking, I'm not done wrestling yet. I got a lot more left in the tank. I might go to AEW, I might go to the Indies, I might do this, I might go there. So why would I accept a Hall of Fame award when my career's not over yet? That's how I took it. I think, uh, it, I think it's too, too soon for him to be in the Hall of Fame. He has a lot more left to go, a lot more left in the tank. He's like, I'm not gonna, you just let release me. Let me finish what I got to do. And then we'll talk about it in a couple of years when I'm done. I don't think he's talking on grata. I don't think this is a bad thing. I don't think this is a snub. I don't think anything negative of this at all. I don't think this is a bad thing. I think, buddy, I think you like to see things in a a nice, positive point of view here. Somebody has to. Uh, And I think there's there's nothing wrong with that. But, my man, I think the way Jeff Hardy left WWE, I think there's there's something else going on here. I think there's some sour grapes here from Jeff Hardy, something that's not being reported right now. Because I do find it funny at the end there about the whole uh, drug results. Things that's coming up there. I, I find it very weird. It seems like Jeff Hardy is a, is fine. Uh, according to his brother, he's doing fine. Uh, according to people in close to Jeff Hardy, he's doing fine. Something that's spin from how WWE people were kind of putting this on to, you know, Jeff Hardy having uh, substance issues again, uh, or at least alluding to that. If I'm Jeff Hardy, if this if if that's not true, that's going to leave a sour taste in my mouth. You know what I mean? Like, 
yeah, you you spent most of your career in WWE. You you've done a lot there, but you know it, it comes down to like your morals, who you are, and uh, and your your name, if you will. And if he felt like something's going on here with WWE, if they're selling his name or whatever, and now they're groveling to come back to him, and hey, we'll put you in the Hall of Fame or whatever. It might be a little too soon for Jeff Hardy, you know, never seen, never in this industry. But as of right now, something's going on there where he's just like, fuck you. I'm not doing that. Now, That's yeah. how I'm taking this right now. That's how I'm seeing this. You're more active on the social medias than I am. But I never heard anything from the WWE talking about Jeff Hardy's sus- substance abuse issues. The way it was, it, was, seemed, way it, it, was seemed, like, it seemed to me like we, we were talking about on the show when it happened. Everyone assumed it was him off the wagon based on his actions these house shows on this tour that he just walked off the way he was looking, the way he was acting. I never heard WWE sully his name. I never heard WWE post anything about he got drug tested or anything about his drugs or his past. And the, so I don't think the, why any... is this coming up though? Why is, why is this coming up about the drug results? That's a question. I think we talked about when it happened. He, I think somebody mentioned that he wasn't on off the wagon. He wasn't doing drugs. So why would he act like this? Something, there's more to the story there when you're letting on. I don't think there's any animosity here. But again, it seems there's like more to this. We know. So we could I mean, go back and forth about this all night because it's something nobody here is a, a keen to. A lot of people can speculate. A lot of people can because think like, about it. But there's not, only for two no, not for nothing. Like, like, how many people go into the Hall of Fame, right? But they're still continuing their careers elsewhere. It happens quite a bit. Not too look much. At the Royal Rumble, look at the Royal Rumble tonight, even. Like, they, it was announced Edge and Beth Phoenix in their entrance, both of them Hall of Famers, still continuing on with the WWE. But there's people outside WWE still doing their thing. Yeah, but so, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy could be in the Hall of Fame and still do his thing. That's what I'm saying. And he turned that down, obviously, for a reason. Most people in the Hall of Fame, though, most people who are inducted into the Hall of Fame, their careers are over. Edge's career was over <laughs> when he got inducted. Beth Phoenix's career was over when they got inducted. Then he got cleared. One thing led to another. Now they're back. Something about Kurt Angle. If, if, if you're telling me that my career, like, inducted me into the Hall of Fame, I'm like, oh, is my career over? Same thing with, uh, I think it was Tom Hanks again, thinking, oh, maybe I don't want to get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I got a lot more left in the tank. Let me put, put me in the Hall of Fame. I could talk about other past accomplishments I'm still going to yet to achieve. I, I'm not too sure about that, buddy. Yeah. Like I think honestly, from, from what I'm seeing here, there's something there's something there from what I'm seeing. And Jeff Hardy, listen, good for him, good for him for like you know, not taking the the easy road there, going back WWE for easy money and for an easy Hall of Fame spot. You know, obviously he wants to do something else. If it's AEW team back with his brother again, I think oh, that would be huge. I think a lot of people would want to see that. But, you know, it's, it's not just there. He can go back to Impact. Uh, he can go to the indie scene. He can do whatever he wants. There's a lot of different opportunities for him to do whatever he wants right now, even if it's outside of wrestling. The, the fact is, listen, man, Jeff Hardy, you know how I feel about him. I've never been the biggest fan of him, but I do understand the prestige and the value in his name and what he brings to the industry. So the only thing we agree on is that there's more to the story than we let on. We totally disagree on the story. Totally disagree. Which is kind of why, you know, Marcus, you know, I gave you a lot of shit. I'm happy you're here. Thank you. Because one thing, last episode, me, me and AJ Pan are such on the same wavelength. We, we see things the same way. That's why he's my guiding light. The trending topics went pretty quick last week because we agreed on everything. <laughs> did you notice this? Like, oh, we're bringing I something up. We, 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 we were, like, on the same page and, like, oh, so blah, 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 blah. Oh, all right. Let's move on then. At least we disagree and have a lengthy conversation on Jeff Hardy. I'm sure he'll be in the Hall of Fame someday. But do you th- do you think though, if Jeff Hardy goes to AEW teams with the Hardy Boys, do you think that will do anything though for that tag team division? AEW? Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Because already that that tag division is hot. 
I don't necessarily know if they need Jeff Hardy, but there will be a lot of cool matchups to see for sure. That 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 I can definitely tell you. Yeah, definitely, their tag division's good. I can only I can only think of what, three tag teams off the top of my head though that are legit tag teams. So having the Hardy Boys there, legendary, iconic, to put tag teams on the map, future Hall of Famers. I think definitely, definitely, definitely going to help AW's tag team division. More eyes on the product because of Jeff Hardy's name. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think AEW has the best tag division in wrestling right now. And there will be some really cool matchups to see in there. It will be a cool last run there for the Hardy Boys. And you have to think at this point in their careers, like that, that's got to be the, the last run. And it would definitely give uh, some more clout to these rising tag team stars. That you know, maybe not everyone has been seeing yet because people are still on, uh, you know, hooked on WWE. But Hardy Boys, they're very popular. Not for nothing, there. Like that could bring some eyes over to AEW. It could happen. We shall see. But moving on. Before buddy, you move on, unless though, you have something else to say. Yeah. Before you move on, real quick, you were talking about how you th- you personally think AEW is the hottest tag team division in the industry right now. Absolutely. And I was watching Impact this past week, and I was past couple weeks if you think about it. And I remember Impact's tag team division was really. Really, pretty, really good, really competitive, really good. Impacts. Yeah, and now it's just, I'm seeing yes. it now. I'm like, this, is there a tag team division anymore? It's just, right? it's just sad where to see. It, how, where did it go? Just sad to see how one thing they were so good at is now declined so fast. I, don't th- I can't name a tag team on that roster, really, outside of the good it, it all, It all got split up, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's sad so, yeah, to see. I mean, so, hard, to argue, hard to argue your point of AW's tag team division being the best. Right it seems like tag team wrestling is like a dying art. The only one that's still appreciating that is AEW right now. Yeah, and that's one of but, the things that I think we talked about a couple weeks ago too. That was one of the things they were going to focus on. And the first two years, I thought they failed on that grade. But now, last couple of years, last year, they've been definitely delivering. So, have to see tag teams aren't a lost art, at least in AEW anyway. Well, I'll be ta- definitely talking more about AEW later on in the show. But moving on to what's next that's trending, Big E has made some noise on SmackDown. Fightful Wrestling at Fightful. Big E officially moves from WWE Raw to WWE SmackDown. Fans definitely had some things to say about this. iBeast at iBeastless. There's no way Big E has gone back to tag teaming, bro. What the fuck? Going on to Dirt Sheet Radio at Dirt Sheet Radio. So Big E is just back on SmackDown now? What a total failure of a job they did with his title run. Hashtag SmackDown. Is this too harsh, putting? Do you think the fans are being too harsh about Big E's move to SmackDown? Is this a total failure? Is this 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 is WWE just pulling the plug on him? What's up? Wow, are you you giving fans online are being too harsh? What is this? I could totally see what they're saying. Everyone's up in arms. Everybody was upset. All these people were were talking smack when they split up the new day in the first place. Big E got his independent uh his singles run. I think did a good job with it. Now, it was very surprising to see he's back on SmackDown, reunited with the Kofi Kingston and the soon-to-be-turning King Woods. I don't think this is a step down. I kind of thought it was at first, but the more I think about it, I don't think so. I mean, it's too early to tell, really. I don't think they pulled the plug on it yet. We'll see how they book him in the next coming months. I think it's, again, too early to tell. But if he's booked, relegated back to tag-teaming again, then yeah, it's it'll be sad. Because he just got drafted to Raw like, a couple months ago. Right. Right, so he was just drafted to Raw a few months ago to be the big star over there, right? Yeah, and he had won the championship. Uh, you know, he, had a nice he, had a lot, he, he had a lot of momentum, winning the Money in the Bank, going on to win the championship yeah. over there. You know, there was a lot of praise for him. You know, it was something that you know 
WWE management fans in the locker room have been pushing for it for a long time with him. They see something special with him. Big E, he's got a lot. He's got a lot, man. He's got a lot of charisma. He's 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 got that it factor to him. But for whatever reason, it did not resonate with the fans when he won the championship. A lot of people have said, like, you know, his character didn't necessarily work with the championship. They feel like it was a failed run. And here we are now, just a few months later, moved to SmackDown, back with the New Day, getting eliminated in the Royal Rumble, not even making the Final Four there. That was surprising, yeah. You know, Big E, like, I, I actually picked him to win the Rumble uh, in the DraftKings thing because I was thinking, like, you know, Big E, now he's moved to SmackDown. Maybe, maybe they want to see him win the Royal Rumble there and, and go on to a main event WrestleMania. Maybe. You know, and that'll put him in a good spot there. You know, get Big E versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I was thinking maybe that could be a case there. And, uh, you know, give him that huge push, yeah. if you will. Give him, get him back into the hunt and redevelop that. Nothing, man. Nothing. I, I, I actually view this as the opposite of you. I think he's not all the way in the red yet as far as, like, panic. But he's definitely in the yellow teetering red at this point. Yeah, I'm not pressing the panic button yet again. When King Woods comes back, he and Kofi Kingston continue to do their thing and see what, where he is then after WrestleMania. Because, again, I thought you, he was one of my favorites to win the Rumble as well. Especially seeing his name first in the spot in the DraftKings pool. Like, I I didn't pick him. I went with the odds of, like, anybody else just because the odds are in my favor. But I kind of think, I, can't, I went back a couple of times. Like, do I, want, do I want to pick Big E? This is before we got drafted to SmackDown. Then we got drafted to SmackDown. I'm like, all right, maybe I could see him winning still against Roman Reigns until Brock Lesnar lost the way he lost. We'll get into that later. Then, of course, everything went out the window. Again, to me, it's too early. I want to see how it unfolds in the coming weeks. I just hope it's not the case. He has so, he has so much left to give. I just hope it's not relegated back to... It seems like... Yeah. Look at Kofi Kingston, though. Kofi Kingston, I feel like, had a longer and hotter run Six months. with the championship than, than Big E did. I yeah. feel like Big E barely had a chance. There's a lot of conflicting reports. Most of them have him winning at day one. Roman Reigns getting COVID fucked everything up. But who knows? I, I just, I'm, again, you know me, trying to be more optimistic. The glass half full here. Let's wait and see what that After WrestleMania, let's see around summer sometime where he's at. How optimistic can you still be, though, after WWE just fucks things up time and time and time and time and time again? Mm. I feel like it, it's so hard to stay optimistic with talent like Big E and so forth. I'm not saying, I'm not here indicating that Big E's going to get released next. I'm but no I'm just saying, like, like, you know, Big E has definitely, he's definitely lost that big push for whatever reason. I, I don't necessarily think it's all any fault of his own there. No, uh, I, so. I blame, again, creative for this. I feel like they need, they have this problem. And I've said this before on the show quite a few times. They do a great job as far as pushing people for, to be on the hunt for the championship. But when they win the championship, when they get the fans behind them, they drop the ball. They drop the ball. Like, it, 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 it's, they give them pretty much nothing else to do. Like, oh, I have the championship now. What else? Oh, there's still always a struggle. There's still always going to be the next chapter. There's still something else to do, something else to prove to get the fans still support you. It, it, it's like they, they finished the video game. It's over. No, but they're, 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 you just finished that level. That's how right you should look at it. You just finished that level. There's another level to go. It, it, it's just shitty, shitty writing. It's been for years like this. And this is how, this is how they don't develop new stars. This is how they have to rely on part timers coming back. It hurts the business. I'm still thinking we can get Roman Reigns Big E championship match down the line. That's a match I think everyone wants to see. 
again, let's see what happens leading into SummerSlam where he is at before I hit the panic button just yet. Hey, like I said, not all the way red. It's on yellow, teetering red right now for him. So let's see. Moving on, Ronda Rousey has been trending pretty much all week, and obviously we saw here tonight why. But Russell Pierce again at Russell Pierce. Ronda Rousey will be returning this year, and she's under contract with WWE. Her original deal was up, but either a new deal was put together or WWE froze her three-year deal since she really only worked the first year and a few months of it. Also, there are reports about, according to Meltzer, about Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair, WrestleMania 38. That's pretty much all but confirmed. Putty, your thoughts? I mean, Ronda Rousey, she did come back for the Royal Rumble. She did win it. Congratulations to her. Love seeing that. Not a lot of fans too happy with it, though. What are your thoughts about Ronda Rousey being back in WWE, being in the main event for, uh, for WrestleMania? Is this good for business or bad for business? Yay. Great. Awesome. I'm not the biggest Ronda Rousey fan. I watched her documentary in the 24-7, whatever it was, that year, Ronda Rousey, the way encapsulated her year was really well done. But okay. I mean, I didn't miss her at all. I think her reporting coming back to the Rumble was only reported like Thursday or Friday. Okay. Then that came about. You knew she was going to win. Being forced down our throats again. Okay. Like she was last time. This is great for business. She brings eyes on the product. Everyone, seemed, a lot of people seem to like Ronda Rousey. So is this good for business? Absolutely. I don't think she needed to win the Royal Rumble. Charlotte Flair and Beck, uh, Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey was automatically written. The storyline was there already. She didn't need to win the Royal Rumble, man. It just, okay. She's back. Great. I think her contract was frozen because of the pregnancy. I don't know when they unfroze it. I guess tonight. Who knows? But okay. It's good for business, fan-wise. It brings a lot of eyes on that product. But me personally, great. Okay. I, I actually don't understand the hate about Ronda Rousey. Not, I really oh, don't get I'm it. I'm not hating on her. I'm just... No, okay. no, no, but I'm just saying fans in general. I, I know, listen, Putty, you, you like the mid-card people. I get that. Ronda Rousey is a star. I think Ronda Rousey, she brings a lot to the table. Of course, like, there's no denying her star power and what she brings well, to the not, business yeah. of WrestleMania. There's no denying that whatsoever. Ronda Rousey coming to the Royal Rumble to win it, I thought was cool, man. Listen, I take rumors with a grain of salt. I mean, we heard a lot of rumors about another big forbidden door being open at the Men's Royal Rumble. Obviously did not happen talk more about that later but with this i was like ah, you know she she just came off she just had a baby like pretty recently you know and, and to see her come back that fast and all that and like we we all, we didn't really know about her status of her contract yada yada a lot of different variables going into this where like, could this be true could this not be true i'm not gonna lie i popped when she came back out there i was pumped that she won i retweeted about it I, I, uh it was, i was stoked for her and I'm, I'm stoked about the storylines that we could possibly see from this going out with Ronda Rousey. What I hope we don't see is the smiling, happy Ronda Rousey. That's not her. I want the Ronda Rousey from UFC, the one with the chip on her shoulder that's not afraid to say what's on her mind, the badass, the cocky woman who knows that she's the baddest woman on earth and no one can fucking touch her. That's what I want to see. The one we, saw- we, saw a little bit, we saw a little bit of that at the last uh, tail end of her last yeah. run there. And it was catching on, I thought. You know, she's not meant to be faced. She's meant to be healed. And what I would love to see, listen, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, one-on-one, we've seen it. We didn't see a good conclusion from it. It was, uh, we, we, we didn't see a final conclusion from that match. I really want to see more so. I think it would be a bigger main event at WrestleMania would be Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch. I, I think there's, there's a lot that you could tell there with that story. The fact that Ronda Rousey, when she... It was her only pinfall uh, uh, against her. 
but there was controversy there. Her shoulder was up. A lot you can tell with that story there. A lot you can, you can tell with that. Because we never even seen Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch one-on-one. That could be your main event there. Then from there, you can see Ronda versus Bianca, Ronda versus Rhea. A lot of different matchups you can see here going forward. Her first year, her only year in the business, was freaking fantastic. I think it was comparable to Kurt Angle's, right? But she, like you said, she never really lost. She had one of those, that's kind of annoying when you have this big monster heel and he just fed nobodies to squash matches. Like he always wins for months at a time. So I think that was her run only with legitimate contenders. She just was unstoppable. She won everything. Will they do that again with her? Do you think she'll go on this huge ass undefeated run maybe for another year? Because if they do that again, I need to see Ronda lose I mean, a couple times. Look at Roman Reigns though. Roman Reigns, when was the last time he lost? When was the last time he got pinned or tapped? Yeah, but he no did one has lose a problem a with that. He, he lost. No one a has lot. a problem with that. He lost a lot though beforehand. Roman Reigns has been a world champion for yeah. how many days? I can't count that high. No, I know you can't. To make concussions. Yeah. Now, for the last two years, but he he lost a lot going into the first, last what five six years of his career. Ronda Rousey's untouchable. Is she? I'm, I'm, I'm not saying Rousey's I'm not saying this is a negative thing. Does she remain untouchable the next year, booking wise? She got the she got pinned. The loss is off. Like, little, the, the loss is over. It, it, the yeah. monkey's off the sh- uh, off her back there with that. As far as like getting the loss out of the way, yeah. there's a lot of different things you can do here. Especially if you build her as a heel. If you build her as a heel, there's a lot of things you can do with her going to WrestleMania. She could do a heel turn over there, whatever it is. But if, if you build her as a big heel there, she can get away with DQs. She can get away with, like, you know, kind of. You could do different things with her to kind of protect her, if you will. Right. And then, you know, the, you know, she doesn't necessarily have to go on a big streak again. Okay. Good answer. Thank you. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be negative. I was, trying, I was wondering what the future holds for Ronda Rousey. And you asked her. Thank you, bud. Thanks, bud. Don't, don't, don't fucking bite my head off, asshole. I'm not biting your you, head You off. bit my head off. You bit my head off a little bit. Now, my, my feelings are a little hurt. Okay, you're a little too sensitive. Okay, <laughs> Snowflake, calm down over there. Uh, enough Snowflakes, please. That was enough today. <laughs> yeah, you got like, what, almost 10, uh, 12 inches of it? That's what she said. Yeah, that's what he wishes. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Anyway, I don't know what the fuck we're talking about now. Anything else? No, that's all I got for what's trending, man. Great. Let's get into the main event, the Royal Rumble. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. All right, let's get into some TV Takedown this week. Loyal listeners of the show noticed that we always talk about, we record the show on Fridays. Marcus, we couldn't do that this week. We're coming off the heels of the Royal Rumble. Thankfully, it's on a Saturday. I'm liking these Saturday pay-per-views, by the way. I dig it. I dig it. You know, it's funny going into this. I was just like, I was looking at the the Sunday games uh, for the conference championship games. And I was like, oh, my God, the, the, the night came 630. It's going to overlap with Royal Rumble. And yeah. this, is, this is such a bad move. Oh, wait a minute. Royal Rumble's on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is, this is probably why they made Royal Rumble on Saturday. It's going to conflict with football. They can't do that. Smart move. And we talked about Smart it. Smart move. SummerSlam. SummerSlam was on Saturday. And WB officials, I forgot who it was, came out and said, well, you know, Las Vegas is a party town. You don't talk about what we do on Sunday night in Vegas. You know, what we do on Saturday night. We're going to go see SummerSlam afterwards to party, party it up. I don't hear people say that about Kansas City, Missouri. So I'm assuming it was the football thing. Smart smart move because no way yeah, you're going to watch this after the, over the football now that, now that NFL like pushed back the Super Bowl for another week, yeah, this, this conflicts. The, the conference championship games does conflict with the Royal Rumble. They, they had to do this because these are two big uh, matchups coming up. Yeah, because I remember for years, at least the last 10, 15 years, the Royal Rumble conflicted 
with the Pro Bowl. And who, who watches the Pro Bowl? And no one cares about yeah, the Pro Bowl. Yeah, Royal Rumble wins that one. Football, I'm sure we'll get into a little later. Let's talk about TV this week. Let's start with tonight, the Royal Rumble. So much hype. Me and AJ talked about it. So much excitement around this event. Marcus, what, what were your thoughts? Listen, man, the Royal Rumble is one of my favorite events of all time. Not just in wrestling, but just events in general. It's one of the moments I look forward to most in the year, uh, ever since I was a little kid. And there's a lot of excitement that goes around it. You know, they, they build it up very well consistently. It kicks off WrestleMania. And then also, it's just, you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Whether who's going to pop up or who's going to win things. Like, it's it just who, who's going to turn. There's usually, there's, there's some sort of turn to. Like, it's a lot of big surprises that happen in Royal Rumble. And that's, that's what I love most about it. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be as harsh as a lot of uh, wrestling fans on Twitter are. A lot of people are really bashing this one. Really? What I, I, what I have yet. to say, the word that comes to mind for me in this one is disappointment. I feel like it was, there was a lot of hype going into this. So I, much hype. I was, really, I was really excited. This seemed like it was going to be one of the biggest Royal Rumbles in history. Yep. And it was just more like, all right, womp womp. It was okay. Yeah. I, I, don't, think it was, I don't think it was horrible. I, I, people are saying it's the worst, worst, uh, worst Royal Rumble ever. I don't think so by any means. But... You know, it just, it's like, all right, it's okay. There was so much hype around it. Me and AJ talked about it last week. I was so, I was so personally so excited about this because there was so much mystery around it. There was no way to predict who was going to win this thing. We had, some, we had some opinions. There was no way to predict who was going to win this thing. Until Thursday or Friday, Ronda Rousey was announced as being entered. All right, she's going to win this. And then Brock Lesnar loses. All right, he's going to fucking enter the wrong realm. He's going to win this. So it was predictable. Again, I talked about a lot of times. There's a difference between predictability and enjoyable. And it was just, the men's was... Yes. There was so much hype around a surprise. There was like five open slots left. And then it came Bad Bunny. It came yesterday, maybe? Or not even today. Bad Bunny was around. Shane McMahon. All right. About three spots open. And they spoiled Bad Bunny. I would have been surprised about Bad Bunny if they didn't spoil it online. If they didn't announce it ahead of time. If, they, it, was, if it was like a surprise entrance. Oh, shit, Bad Bunny. That'd be cool. Good for him. Going back to the Forbidden Door entrance. We talked about it. Me and you. We talked. AJ talked about it. Fun to talk about. Fun to fantasy book. In reality, there was no way anybody in AEW guy was going to come or Impact was going to come. Who was left? We found out nobody. 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 Not even, not even from NXT. Nobody in NXT on both Royal Rumbles. On both? Yeah. That was surprising. That was shocking. Yeah. So it was so and much hype. Mandy Rose? It was like, who has experience on the main roster? Nothing? It, it, was, it was a bigger letdown, yeah. That was kind of disappointed. Especially when it was, again, Brock Lesnar lost the way he lost... All right, okay. Brock Lesnar's going to win. And the way he won, just tearing everybody apart, like unstoppable. I'm like, all right. Womp womp. Very, very womp womp, man. It, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. And, you know, we, we, I touched on it before during what's trending. It, it, it just goes to show, like, they have no idea how to build new stars. Because in the men's rumble especially, it was more apparent. There were certain points where it just, like, there were no, like, it was going to be obvious, like, oh, AJ Styles definitely is going to be, like, the winner in this pack right here. You know, like it, it, he's the most believable one. There, there was like no one in there. Like, it's like, it's like they, they limit it to like so many people, right? And ultimately, it comes down to a part timer always winning. I might be biased here, but I did think Austin Theory did a good job. Of course, based on the storyline with Miss McMahon, he had to do a good job. I think he held his own. Talking about building up new stars, he held his own, but like he he didn't have a realistic shot though. You know, you, oh no, no, no one ever, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no one does. Like, Going to the Rumble, yeah, there's three people over that, those three, four people. That's maybe. what I'm getting at. That's what I'm getting at, especially with the men. Maybe there, there might be a little bit more of the women's 
Yeah, but the, um, there's only three or four but, people who have a real, realistic shot of winning. It's the other 27 people who have, who have to showcase that, what they can do. Usually it's a little bit more than that. I feel like in recent history, it's only like three or four people that have a realistic shot. Back in the day, there was so definitely said, more than that. No, there's something. Three or four people have a realistic shot of winning. It's the other 27, 26 people who have to take this opportunity to show that what they can do with their ability-wise. No, I think Austin Theory did a good job with that. Yeah, but I, I think you're, you're missing the point of what I'm trying to say here. What, what I'm trying to say is like, Let's get it's the Royal Rumble. It's kind of like Money in the Bank in this in the sense, or King of the Ring. It's supposed to elevate people, and I feel like it doesn't. You see the same old people over and over again, over again uh, that are like have legit shots of winning. There's no one else that's really believable in the sense. Like there was one Royal Rumble. I, I think it was the year when Edge won it. Uh, not not this most recent time, but before he left for retirement. Twenty six. There were quite a few people that could have had a chance to win it. That had legit shots because there was more star power. There's not enough star power right now. Hey, talk, again, talking about my earlier points I was making, like the, the WWE has a problem here where they don't necessarily know how to build stars going forward. They, they have like their few people that they rely on, and they have, they have no idea what to do with anyone else. Okay. I agree with you. Yes. I think the Royal Rumble should elevate somebody. Brock Lesnar didn't need to win the Royal Rumble. Edge didn't need to win the Royal Rumble. Certain people don't need to win the Royal Rumble. Especially they've been champions before. They've been the main event pitcher before. I've been saying for almost six years now. I would like to see the Royal Rumble elevate somebody, much like you just said, Money in the Bank does. Unless it's like for a story and it makes sense. Like I really actually don't have a problem with Brock Lesnar winning. I really don't for the story. But like he didn't need to win it. He could easily the way he lost the championship. That feud is already set up. Him winning the Royal Rumble. Just takes away now. Now we can do it raw. Like it just, I understand what people are saying, but I'm not upset. I'm not getting my panties in the knot here. Going back to my point, I, I see what you're saying here because I agree with you. Give somebody else a chance. Hashtag give somebody else a chance. So my point, give someone else a chance, different... or at least give me the illusion that someone can have a chance. Yeah, <laughs> at the very least. Going back to my point, what I was kind of trying to say here, uh, I'm talking about building stars. There's only three or four people who can who are viable winners of the Rumble. Everybody else is running around scrapping, clawing for time. There's been a lot, of, much like Keith Lee did a couple years ago. He impressed a lot with his with his performance. Yeah, they did a lot for his career. That's that's beside the point. <laughs> that's because that creative and except management just dropped the ball on that one because he was still in NXT at the time. But now I think Austin Theory did a good job with his performance to get more eyes on him going forward. Talking let's, about building future stars, they're doing a good job with him so far. That's my point. Was I was trying to say? I want to see consistent storytelling. That's what I want to see. Like you know. It, kind of blending the lines here between, you know, Royal Rumble takedown and, and TV takedown. You know, what, what I was going to talk about for TV takedown wasn't necessarily just one storyline or, or one wrestler or one match that I'm looking forward to see. I'm talking about AEW as a whole in this whole promotion. Because what I noticed with AEW, what WWE is lacking right now, on all three brands, is that I could watch... AW from start to finish and be invested into everything that's going on, whether it's great matches or whether it's storytelling or whether it's a damn good promo. I'm hooked all the way through because guess what? AEW is kind of doing what the Attitude Era did without being the Attitude Era. Attitude Era knew how to... Can you hear me out? Attitude (laughs) Attitude Era knew how to fill their time during during that. They knew how to get people invested all the way through. There was a little something for everyone. Even if it's like a cruiserweight match, it was still like people were baffled by the action on there. They, they, they were hooked. Or it was like Stone Cold, whatever he's doing. Or even the mid-card, whatever they're doing. They were always invested in something. Raw, SmackDown, NXT, 
it, it's just a shit show. It's like spaghetti being thrown at the wall, seeing what sticks. They have no consistency in storytelling. And yeah, AEW does have its problems. I'm not, but I'm not saying AEW is the best thing in the world and that they're absolutely perfect. But I'm saying from start to finish, like I love, I still love seeing what AEW has been doing and progressing along the time. I feel like WWE is regressing, if anything. And it's sad to see. All right, let's stick with AEW real quick. It was just Cody Rhodes. Talk about last week. And Sammy Gravar had a great match. I thought the latter match was fantastic. But now you're the AEW guy here. So again, I'm not invested as you are. Why? Like, Sammy just was TNT Championship. Cody Rhodes had it, like, four weeks ago. Beat him four weeks ago. And now here we are back where we were four weeks ago. What was the point of Cody Rhodes winning the belt? What was the point? Yeah. It just, I mean, I'm not asking for a serious answer. It, just, it seemed weird how they had Cody Rhodes beat him, and then he had COVID. Sammy won the interim championship. Now Sammy's... So story-wise, we're right back where we were four weeks ago. Right. Listen, I, I don't necessarily know what the original storyline was, because, like, you know, again... Outside influences kind of fucking things up yeah. <laughs> here, but you know, like they're making the best with what they have. I mean, WWE they have a similar problem with that with what Roman Reigns it threw everything off. I don't know what the original plan was. We speculate yeah. because you know there were some leaks that came out. Maybe could have blah blah blah. I think the same thing is going on with AEW, except we don't really know what the original story was with that. Not for nothing, man. We got a barn burner yeah. of a match there. Well it done. was a hell of a match. I, I think the fans could actually almost forgive. It gets the story there uh, because of the match that we got. I think uh, Sam Guevara, obviously a huge favorite. Uh, I, then Cody Rhodes cut a hell of a promo afterwards. It makes you think, like, what the fuck is going to happen next? So, I think the right man yeah. is AEW, cha- um, AEW champion. TNT champion. I think Sam Guevara definitely TNT deserved champion. it. Um, fun facts. Continue my fun facts from last week. Thank you to Twitterverse. Your thoughts. Everyone loves Britt Breaker. D-M-D. She won the championship on May 30th. She's only nine singles matches in the last seven months. Thoughts? I was surprised when I saw that fact. I'm like, really? Is that because she's lack of competition or just... I think, honestly, there, there, there was a lot of focus these last few months on the TBS championship. Good point. I think that there was a lot of focus and a lot of push on that. So I, I think that kind of uh, sidelined things for, for Baker there. But, you know, you're right. I mean, she is the AEW Women's Champion. She should be defending that more. And if she's not, you know, turn that into a storyline. She's a heel champion, so who's she ducking? They can make that into a storyline. Because something we talked about is AEW has kind of revamped their women's roster. They have a decent, deep roster now. There should be more challengers for her. There should be. Hmm. There should be. And we'll see. I mean, look, this past week was the first time she had a live mic in front of the crowd in a while, too. You know, DM, DMD here, she's an asset, and people love her. Some would say one of the faces of the company. Give her the mic more. Yeah. Let her out there more. Let her wrestle more. Let her do her thing. Maybe she was banged up. I have no idea. But she is the champion. She's repping the brand. Let her do her thing. Let her shoot her shot. So if you were take down, you kind of blur the lines. You mash things up between Royal Rumble and the week of TV. So I'm going to do that as well. My takedown was the Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns face-off on SmackDown. Great promo work from Seth Rollins. Um, he said a lot of things that you tell got under Roman Reigns' skin, and a lot of things that made sense. And it's very interesting to me that Roman Reigns is still bothered all these years later. I think it was 2013, 2014, when uh, he got hit in the back with the chair by Seth Rollins and the shield broke up. Bringing that back almost eight, seven years later, and it's still bothering him. Great character work, I thought. The way he, the way he just responded to that, the way he, his facial expressions, the way he, he acted. Great job storytelling in this feud, and Seth Rollins has been the one guy Roman Reigns can't beat. 
which made me more invested into this match, going to the Royal Rumble, back to the Royal Rumble. Great match. I know a lot of people are going to shit on, I'm sure you read it, people are shitting on the DQ finish. I love that match. I, I, I thought that was a I, great, I, great match, and the way that Seth Rollins came out with the Shield music, the Shield entrance, the Shield attire, more mind games, fits his Joker, Riddler character that he is now. I just thought, know, this funny, match, we, we, I thought this was the match of the night. When you just said about the, the Joker Riddler character, I even said that aloud when he was laughing after getting his ass pummeled by Roman Reigns. He was laughing, pointing out the shield. Oh, that was great. Oh, my the, God. I loved the, it. But the shield fist, and he's laughing. Like, like that, that's a scene from Dark Knight, pretty much. Yes. With the Joker. Great point. Yes. Speaking of you Joker, know, it's great character work. He's been compared to the Riddler. He's been compared more so to the Joker lately. And he even referenced it on SmackDown. Coming out in the purple jet suit, purple shirt, green tie, Joker attire. He mentioned that he's a Joker or a joke. So he, he knows what people are talking about. But uh, Seth Rollins is freaking killing it, man. This new character he's doing. And his feud with Roman Reigns, even though he's on Raw, Roman Reigns is on SmackDown. I hope he continues somehow. Listen, man, it wasn't also lost on me the way how Roman Reigns hit Seth Rollins with a chair afterwards. Right. After the, the match was exactly the way Seth Rollins hit Roman Reigns with a chair. Not with a chair, but the way he landed on the ropes was the same exact way. Exactly. It was the same exact way. It, was it wasn't beautiful. lost on me. It, 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 it makes me believe, it makes me believe that this is not over yet. No, it can't that We're going to see something at Elimination Chamber between these two. It has to be. It has to be. These two, I mean, they obviously know each other so well. They have great chemistry together. It, it, it's just, uh, it was a damn good match. Probably still a show, as you were talking about, buddy. And I, I want to see more of it. Yeah, I too. want to see more of it. That, that, that's something that would probably be my takedown from the Royal Rumble. Is something I really want to look forward to seeing what Seth Rollins does throughout the rest of the year and how the storyline progresses into Elimination Chamber and if it's going to at all affect WrestleMania. Because guess what? We all remember when we go down memory lane here, it was brought up a few times. Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, WrestleMania, when they first went at it, Seth Rollins had a large part in that match as he came out winning the World Heavyweight Championship. What do the kids say? Roll, bring it back? Roll it back? Roll it back. But the way Make it's it a legit triple threat? It's cl- clearly going to be Roman Reigns is Brock Lesnar, and I would love to see Seth Rollins inside um, inserted in that based on the storyline you said. We've seen it already. Let's do this again. Let's roll it back. But it wasn't a legit triple threat, though, if it would start, if it's actual a triple threat. Yeah. That, it, starting that, off. That would be the cool. Story, yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's great. My main guy in the shield was Roman Reigns, much as everybody was. He was going to be the outbreak star, right? I was never into Seth Rollins. I was never into John Moxley, as he's now referenced on TV. But Seth Rollins, man, he's been killing it. And the last two years, I think he's just brought up his game. And I think Seth Rollins is probably one of the best in the business right now. Especially his character work. You're big in character work. It's the little things. Yes. Even like when he was knocking on the door initially when it was first announced that he was going to be the one challenging yes. for Roman Reigns. The knock was the Shields theme. Yes. Great. It's the Good little things like that. I don't know if someone told him to do that or if he just did that himself. But it, 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 it was just the little things go a long way. When you're talking about character work, right? They see the little details. Focus on the little details because that helps like shape up the character and seth rollins has been doing that this is the best character work that we've seen from seth rollins to date this is also the best character work we've seen from roman reigns yes. to date which is a great matchup to them yeah both their peak, no, absolutely. peak of their career so to speak now is seth rollins face was this like a kind of like a face turn because they were cheering for him pretty hardcore in this match i want to talk about that too 
Seth Rollins is a heel. His character is a heel. The way he acts, the way he presents himself is a heel. On Raw. SmackDown! Same character, same gimmick, same promo, same shtick. Getting a face reaction. Right. So it's the same right, character but- on two different shows. Maybe it's the opponents. But getting two different reactions on two different shows, being the same character. Again, why well, I think he's one of the best in the business right now. He is just... But- at the Royal Rumble, though, the Royal Rumble is when you combine True, you know, yeah. both. And he was definitely a face one here. Night. Yes. And he was definitely a face here, especially at the end, the way it ended off. Was he a face, though, because of he was a face or the way he was hitting nostalgia at the shield, the attire, the way he was playing mind, ro- mind games with Roman Reigns? I think the crowd was behind him because... There's that. But if also if you take hates like the way... You, know, you, you, you kind of get the sympathy for, for uh, Seth Rollins, the way how Roman Reigns was batting the hell out exactly. like yes. first off not releasing the guillotine and then just going to hell with that chair on him relentlessly but then if you notice too as roman reigns is talking shit as he's walking the back there's the shot of seth Rollins, seth Rollins having kind of like that the hero shot yep of him like after all that still battling to get up that's yeah. that's that's usually a baby face action i thought the same thing don't turn him baby face though let the crowd cheer for him, but it's, keep the character the same, like Stone Cold. Keep the character the same. Boom. Because. Yes. Just keep him, like, because they turned Becky Lynch heel. But I'm not believing her as a heel. I'm not buying into her as a heel. People are still cheering here. Don't turn Seth, Roll- Seth Rollins' face. Keep him what he's doing, because it's working as a heel and a face on both shows. Right. And going forward, he's Roman Reigns is going to feud with Brock Lesnar. This is going to go on for the next couple months. But Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns is not done. I can't wait. To see what happens going forward. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I'm already willing to claim this my feud of the year. I'm going to see like one month of it because the yeah. story they they've been telling is freaking fantastic. And th- that's why it's it's not. That's why I'm like not completely bashing Brock Lesnar winning. I- I'm bashing more, I guess, of like the system, if you will, with the uh, with especially more so like the men superstars here. I-, I feel like there's there's like a little bit more variety there in the women's uh, women's side. There could have been a, quite a few winners. I was actually shocked that uh, Sasha Banks was eliminated as early as she as was. She was, yeah. Honestly, I'm in the minority here. I do recognize that. I am actually really looking forward to seeing Ronda Rousey. See, like you know, she is actually going to challenge next at WrestleMania. I don't trust Dave Meltzer. I'm not buying. You never the have hype. I'm not buying the hype. That's definitely going to be Charlotte Flair. It could be Charlotte Flair, but I, I the way think they ended it though. Just, the way they ended it kind of set up Charlotte Flair though. It, it does. I'm not going to lie. It, it does. But I feel like in my heart, what I really want to see is Ronda versus Becky. And I'm a Charlotte Flair guy. The rumors, Ronda Rousey will be assigned to SmackDown. Some, I'm, would, I guess the, also the storyline also there is uh, Bianca Belair gets a shot rematch against Becky Lynch. So both matches are set for WrestleMania. But Ronda Rousey is going to be on Raw. But from the yeah. report that I've read from not Dave Meltzer or somebody else, I think it might have been Bleacher Report, she's mm-hmm. going to be appearing on SmackDown going forward. So we're going to see Ronda versus Charlotte at WrestleMania. Yes. That was, <sighs> that was a plan before the Rumble. That's a plan they set up. I'm assuming it's going to be Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair going forward. But who knows? We can speculate. They can we swerve can us. Who knows? I, I wouldn't mind seeing another triple threat. Maybe a fatal four-way. No. No, I really want to see the one-on-one, man. I want to see who's the better woman here. That's what I want to see. I, I just feel like there's a good, better story to be told there. Uh, you know me and my stories. I, I, yeah. That's that's what that's what I'm leaning on. But I, I'm not going to hate, you know, especially if it's done right, Ronda versus Charlotte. I, I feel like 
See, my preference would be a damn good match. They, my, they had the chemistry. My preference would be Ronda versus Becky because we've seen Charlotte and Ronda at SummerSlam already. We haven't seen That's Becky versus Series. Separate, I'm sorry, you're right. I haven't seen Becky versus Ronda one on one. The only thing is we've never seen the, like a, a true finish in that match because yeah. it ended in a DQ. True. But either way, I think it, whoever Ronda Rousey goes against, it's gonna be a damn fucking good match. Probably main event that night. Night. Yeah, one. most likely for sure. Night for one. sure. So I don't, I don't think we lose out in that. So I'm looking forward to it. Quick TV takedown, really quick. Very totally random. Dan Lambert was in the audience of Impact. Yes. When Dan Lambert first appeared in AEW, I referenced how it was just a carbon copy of his promos when he was back in AEW, teamed up with Bobby Lashley. But now there he was, and they pointed him out specifically. He didn't do anything. He was in the crowd. Where is this leading towards, you think? Is it going to be another crossover promotion? Is he coming back to Impact? I, I think mean, there's no answer to it, but I was just was really curious the way they brought Dan Lambert back in the Impact universe. So Scott Demore had an interesting tweet today after okay, the Royal please. Rumble. Scott Demore uh, quote retweeted WWE's tweet about having uh, Mickey James in the Royal Rumble. So proud to have our very own hashtag hardcore country Mickey James represent Impact Wrestling as our knockouts world champion in WWE Royal Rumble. Let's keep kicking open doors. That last line. I think Impact is just their doors are just wide open. Honestly, again, they've always had. I think it's more it's more so now than ever. They're just open for business to, to play with everyone. Like, hey, come play it on a playground. Everyone's open. Everyone's free to play here with us. And, and it, it seems like they just have a really good working relationship with every promotion right now. Uh, so, yeah, I don't necessarily think like, it's like Dan, Lern- Dan Lambert's leaving AW for. Oh no, I, I, think I think it was. Le- I think it was leaving. I'm just, is it sort of cross promotion again? I, th- I think it's another cross promotion. Yeah. Does that mean we'll see Ethan Page back? Maybe Ethan Page going against Josh Alexander? Oh my god, that'd be awesome. That'd be so awesome. Going back to what we talked about, me and AJ last week. Again, thank you for your time last week. I don't know about you, Mr. Uh, Schwan, but I marked out hardcore country-wise. Yes! When she came out to that music. I'm like, she's, yes. she's not being billed as Mickey James WWE legend. She's being billed as knockouts champion Mickey James. It was weird seeing the impact of the knockouts champion on WTV. But she came out when the, when the buzzer rang. Hardcore and, country! Not going to lie, Marcus. Marked out. Yes, yeah, thank here, you so bro. much. That's because that's here. what that's what needed to happen. I didn't want to hear and then clap, 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 clap. Mickey James comes out. Right. I just marked out, man. That was great, and she held her own. It was funny because uh, kind of knew Ronda R- Rousey was going to win, but when Mickey James got eliminated, I'm like, oh, I don't care who wins though. I mean, it just it just seemed like my my heart just dropped when she got eliminated because I knew she was going to win, but the way she got eliminated, I'm like, oh, that sucks. I, I I was holding out hope, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was I was disappointed too, especially her promo that she had an impact. Yeah. You know, talking about it, hyping up possible a title versus title match at WrestleMania. Just thinking about what that would look like, having impact yeah. for sure. Like, you know, she most likely lose at WrestleMania, but like, to have another championship from another promotion represented at WrestleMania and how much that would do for impact. I uh, I was getting giddy about that. I was just fantasizing about, that. oh my god, I want that to happen so bad. I just wanted to happen so. But we bad. also know that wasn't going to happen. Exactly. There no, was no course. chance. Of no re- a reality title, hit first title match at WrestleMania, and definitely there was no chance a of Big James winning that match, and there was no chance of Charlotte or Becky Lynch appearing on Impact. But that promo made it so believable 
that in it, that it did that twenty minutes I suspended this belief and like, yeah, that would be fucking cool. <laughs> right? Right. Good job by Mickey James. Yeah. You know, obviously great choice to represent the brand uh, and to make history here. Hopefully to see more of that. How do you think she did though? Do you think she do you think she represented impact? Was that a strong enough showing for Mickey James in the Royal Rumble? Good question, because I was kind of worried about that. Every non-contracted competitor, every quote-unquote surprise or every quote-unquote legend got eliminated right away. Did an absolutely Melina. nothing. And that whole Melina being number two when her face-to-face with Sasha Banks was very weird. It kind of made me feel like, again, with Kofi Kingston, it was an accident she got eliminated. Kofi mm. Kingston wasn't supposed to be eliminated. That was an accident. Oh, totally. And I don't think she was My wife el- even saw that. I don't think she was supposed to be eliminated. Because that was just seen very. Because they didn't have any really beef, not beef. There was no interaction with them. They just put, did the pose off. I think it was too quick, very random, very weird. Everybody else who was non-contracted, who was not a Hall of Famer, got eliminated right away. Michelle McCool hung out. The Bella Twins hung out. Lita hung out. But everybody else got eliminated right away. Mick James not a Hall of Famer, but she hung out. She she did do a decent job. I was very proud of the way she that she was booked in that match. I would hope she would go a little bit, little bit longer, but I think she, I think she was both fun. I also noticed she didn't get a lot of solo time on no, camera. Of course not. I, I did notice that not, to not, show not, off more of like her move set and her shine. She had some moments, but like not to the point of like you know, like Brie, Be- uh, Brie Bella had like a huge shine. Mickey James did not get that huge shine. I don't know if that was by design, but from production or not. But but she had enough shine. The fact that the announcers, props to them. Yeah. referenced her history with Lita and for Lita to eliminate her. All right, that makes sense. It she wasn't strong too. Even even the way how she was eliminated wasn't necessarily like a weak elimination. I was like, she was fucking her leg was in the ring. That wasn't an elimination. Even though I was like jumped off and like, fuck that. Like, I get it, I guess. But her leg was in the ring. That should not have been it was, elimination. It was a DDT. Yeah. But her leg was in the ring. One her right, right. leg was in the ring. But whatever. It was a good spot. Her coming out with the championship was huge for Impact. Her being on the uh, marquee, her Chiron said Impact Knockout Champion. They also, if you notice too, they didn't mean another reference to Impact on the men's side. AJ Styles and Bobby Roode. That was my lone tweet during the Royal Rumble. Here I am watching the third biggest pay-per-view of the year, and I see, hear a TNA chant. Yes. In the Royal Rumble. Yes. Before Impact, they air an old school pay per view of TNA on Access TV, AXS TV. And I watched it, uh, I think it was two weeks ago, not last week, two weeks ago. The main event was Bobby Roode versus AJ Styles. And I watched that match. Very good because they're fucking awesome. And to see them going face to face, I brought me back to, I'm like, I, I kind of want to watch this match. Like, you won't, we won't get it the way they're building Bobby Roode right now. But to hear that the crowd chant TNA, I'm like, that was really, that was really surreal moment. Commentary brought up the history too. These guys yeah. know each other. Pat McAfee said, "Make they're making an impact." Yes. I when heard Mi- that one. When Mickey James got eliminated too, she said something about it. he said something about him being making an impact too. Right. Um, they, they've always been coy with that. AJ Styles feud with um, Samoa Joe did the same exact thing. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, but to hear a TNA chant, in a right? Fo- football, something I never thought I'd hear in a football stadium for a WWE event. That that means. A lot of people shit on TNA. There is kind of some respect for the history of it, and uh, well done. I do wonder what's going to happen next going forward. If we're going to see any more type of crossovers here from uh, other promotions to WWE, 
We'll see. I don't think so. Uh, I think we're done for now. You, you think it's done completely? Yeah. You think even like New Japan? I think we're done for now, yeah. All right. Fair enough. I think we'll, enough. we might get um, another table for three. But I don't think like an yeah, yeah, on-screen TV feud. I don't think we're getting another. Unless it makes sense storyline-wise, but it doesn't make sense for an outsider to come into the WWE Universe. Except for the WWE. Rumble. WWE really do, they really did want to try to get something going with New Japan and New Japan was like, well, you don't play well with others. Why well, well, would get involved with you? I wonder if this was like kind of like an audition for them. Like, yeah, see, we can play nice with others. Could be, and I hope so because they've had a good relationship be, in the it past. It would be cool to see. Yeah, so it, it would be cool to see them to open the doors a bit more. But you know, I, who, who who knows, man? Who knows? I mean, this was obviously uh, this was WWE reaching out again. We talked about that before. Uh, to impact, so it'll be interesting to see what happens for the rest of the year if we see at least one more time something like this happen. But anyway, overall, Rumble was kind of predictable, but it's all right. I don't think it was the worst Rumble in history. No, not the worst, but definitely not the best. Probably, I would say in recent memory, the most disappointing because of the hype around it, though. If there's no hype yeah. around it, I'm like, okay. And Bad Bunny, though, good job. Hey, props to Bad Bunny. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily have to do this. He's a very popular man. Makes a lot of money. Um, and he wasn't eliminated right away. He held his own for a while. Again, Bad Bunny he held his just own, showed up. Amazing, yeah. Did some legit moves in there. He looked good. I mean, I think we could talk about all night about the Royal Rumble, but let's move on to some go-home thoughts. Marcus, you have a beautiful pregnant wife at home. You got a couple of careers in the pocket. Thank you for staying up late because that Royal Rumble didn't end until, what, past midnight. Nope. Uh, and if you're doing oh, I'm surprised I'm actually still awake. Oof. I'm still <laughs> holding on. Thank you, man. Thank you. I don't know how I'm staying up right now. Because the excitement of the Royal Rumble and then we're on the road to WrestleMania. The WrestleMania sign got, got on fire. They had to clear half the section out. You hear this? Wait, what? Oh, man. I heard the WrestleMania sign got on fire. I'm like, they had to evacuate. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they still do the pyro at the end of the night. I'm like, didn't you guys learn your lesson? Maybe they fixed Clearly it. Clearly not. Knows. Who knows? Clearly not. No, I, I think, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm surprised I have that with so much energy. We're just hyped up for... Right then, let's, get, let's keep going. Then. Let's keep going then. Let's, keep, let's go for another two no, hours. No, 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 no. I, I want to watch more football tomorrow, man. That, that's what I want to watch. You I, know, I, there's no way these two championship matches can compete to last weekend's matches. No, but I'm, I'm hoping to make money off it. <laughs> Speaking of making money, let's let's check my uh, DraftKings pool to see if I made any money off this Royal Rumble bets. Oh, I made 41 cents on the men's rumble. I got five out of seven correct. That's not bad. And the women's is still not being judged yet. What the fuck's taking so long? I got two out of, two out of eight. Never mind. Oh, well. I got four out of seven for the women's, and I got three out of eight for the men's. I made a, I made my first ever bet, because you mentioned it last time you were on the show. Like, it's free money. It's free money. So let me try it, because you're right. I did it, and I fucking lost everything. Fucking bet on the Titans. Aww. Bet on the Titans. Why would you bet on the Titans? That's my team, man. Tannehill the Manahill, man. Oh my God. Who the fuck thought you, the you, fucking Bengals? You, you, can't, you can't bet on your heart, man. You have to bet with... Uh, I still had a strong bro. thing that Derrick Henry's back. The Titans have a we're back full power Titans at home. I felt safe in that bet. And then I bet the money line on the, the Buccaneers and still fucking lost. I actually made some money off that Bengals game. I, I did a parlay in that game. Overall, I, I, I left that weekend. I won through over 300 that weekend. I thought about doing a parlay, but I don't know fucking clue what the fuck this means. I'm, still, I'm just dipping my toe in the whole gambling thing. But, yeah, so far, I lost everything, and I won cents on the dollar on the WWE Royal Rumble. 
Womp, womp. So, lesson learned, Potty, especially from Atlantic City, you're not necessarily a gambling guy. I thought I was. <laughs> but I guess not. I should not be going forward. Um, being that you are over gamble under. responsibly, everyone. Gamble responsibly. Over under on Tom Brady playing next season because came out tonight, Saturday, that he's being retired. But now he's not being retired. The decision has not been made. There's conflicting reports. Is Tom Brady playing in 2022? I, I, I don't. So I have an inside source. Do you? Uh, at, at Tampa, I actually legit do. Okay. And they don't even know. So. Yeah, exactly. Nobody knows. So, I mean, this report came out. Everyone's paying homage. And it's so okay. weird because when I read the report, not going to lie to Marcus, part of me was like, oh, that sucks. You know, I hate Tom Brady. But then all of a sudden it came out that it's not true. No decision has been made yet. I'm like, where's Adam Schefter coming from this? The quote that I have describing this situation today from a, someone very high up the chain in Tampa Bay for the Buccaneers, describing today, and I quote, insanity. The offensive coordinator of Green Bay is now with the Denver uh, Broncos. I heard that's one of the landing spots for Aaron Rodgers. But who knows, man? We'll see if that happens. The NFL, the NFL is going to be completely flipped upside down man. for next year. Oh, I've heard all day Friday, the 28th, was Brian Dable was going to be the next head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Which I expected to happen because he's the one who recruited Tua to Alabama. All day. All day. My phone was blowing up with notifications from Bleacher Report, ESPN, NFL, Dolphins. And lo and behold, Marcus, Friday evening rolls around and he signed with the New York Giants. Yeah, man. Mommy Dolphins can't even fucking get the coach they want. It's just what a bullshit organization I have. Because Fire this fucking general manager. Look. If you're a coach and you saw the, the hell of a job Brian Flores did I said, yeah. with who, that team. Who, who wants to come to us? Why would you want to go there? Who's going to the Super Bowl, Marcus? Chiefs? Rams. That's what I'm going with. Even though I'm picking against the sp- uh, against spread, or with the spread, sorry. I'm picking Bengals and, and 49ers because I think they'll lose, but not with the points that they're getting. I mean, I'm over the Chiefs. So I want to Give me somebody else. Give me fucking Joe Burrow in there. Oh, you, you you want us to start booking this differently? Is that what you want us to do? <laughs> That'd be nice. Anyway, enough about football. Again, we probably stay here all night. AJ Pan will be doing karaoke Tuesday nights in the city. Pinks. Pinkies or pinks? Check out our social media. It's been posted already, so we'll post it again. Looking forward to that because, you know, me and Marcus love karaoke. Last time we did it, I got COVID, so I'm kind of worried about it this time. But we'll see what happens. It sounds like AJ, he's he's going to take the precautions needed to make sure this is safe for people. I'll give him credit for that. Oh, wait, I heard you guys talking shit about me and not having a karaoke song. Yeah, you don't have a go-to karaoke song. Go-to I ask you that. That makes me a weirdo, though. No, it doesn't make you a weirdo. It makes you like, mm, that's weird. I forgot what I even sang in Atlantic City. I sang <laughs> Wicked Games, didn't I? <laughs> sang Wicked Games, yeah, because the DJ told you not to sing Hurt by Johnny Cash. Oh, yeah, I love Hurt. Yeah, no one wants to hear it hurt, though. No. Again, it's a fucking mood killer. I've done it before. It sucks. <laughs> and again, yeah, at least I didn't do like American Pie or anything like that. <laughs> but check it out. Friday, February 1st, AJ Penn is starting karaoke in the city. Pinks or Pinkies again. Tuesday, you said. Tuesday, yeah. February 1st. Is it Friday? Oh, that I'm sorry. Apologies. Tuesday, February 1st. Stay tuned to our social medias. We'll post that again as we've done before. Should be a good time. Looking forward to it. Sounds like it should be, man. If it wasn't for uh, it wasn't for meetings, I'd be there actually. Marcus, where can people find you on social media? Is again, as if you don't know by now, but you can go to my website, 
yourfavoriteactor.com. All my social media links are in there. So are episodes of Shot of Wrestling. And so are my interviews I have on Hollywood's Corner. All of that is on there. And you can follow Shot of Wrestling on all forms of social media at Shot of Wrestling. Make sure to give us reviews wherever you're listening to us on. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Give us a five-star rating if you think we deserve it. I think we do personally, but that's my own two cents. I want to hear yours. I mean, again, Mark Schwann, we're on the road to WrestleMania. Looking forward to this. Can't wait. Mark Schwann, thanks for being here. I've been your host at Multiplay. Until next week, party out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. <laughs> but I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>